The Squiz is a free weekday email and podcast. We're your shortcut to being informed. Our weekday podcast is brought to you by Bupa, supporting the health of millions of Australians because life happens. Find out more at bupa.com.au. Good morning, I'm Claire Kimball. And I'm Larissa Moore. It's Monday the 4th of May. In your squiz today, lifting restrictions and the COVID safe app. Democrat candidate Joe Biden denies sexual assault claims. The challenges in releasing bushfire funds. And hold your horses for the Kentucky Turtle Derby. This is your squiz today. On Friday, Prime Minister Scott Morrison said that Australians deserved an early mark for how well we've been flattening the curve. It will be at this Friday's National Cabinet meeting that we get an idea of what that early mark will mean. It seems that it's all going to come down to one key condition, though, Claire, more Australians downloading the COVID Safe app. That app is something that authorities say is really important when it comes to being able to track new cases of coronavirus and make sure that community transmission doesn't take off if restrictions are to be lifted. There's about 4.25 million Australians who have already done that out of the 16 million with smartphones and they want a lot more to do that by the end of the week. So we're at about 25% of app downloads. They're aiming for 40% before restrictions can start to be lifted. What would that look like? Looking at a staggered process according to those leaders, and that would mean starting to lift off some of the things that have been put into lockdown, like being able to play sport uh, and train for sport, um, social gathering limits, uh, also looking at businesses that have been closed and had their operations uh, restricted as well, putting them back in the game as something that they want to slowly start peeling back. It's also interesting to see that the Australian newspaper this morning says that Western Australia and South Australia might go ahead of the others this week. They've had very low infection rates there for quite some time and those premiers are looking to perhaps go ahead of the rest of the country this week. There's still a lot of discussions on schools going back though. That was a big thing yesterday, particularly. The Federal Education Minister, Dan Tehan, was on ABC's Insiders. He had a go at Victorian Premier Dan Andrews for not uh, really fully opening schools like other states had. Uh, he later stepped back some of those comments, but yeah, it continues to be a sore point. And in other COVID-19 news, Russia is now in the top 10 countries for coronavirus cases. They recorded over 10,000 new cases yesterday alone. A lot of new cases from Russia. Officials there are saying that they're nowhere near the peak of infections, that there could be some really desperate results out of there. But uh, they have a much lower mortality rate to date. About 1,200 people have died uh, across Russia. To the numbers, Australia's confirmed cases are now at 6,799 with 95 deaths. There was a 14th resident from an aged care facility in Sydney that died over the weekend. Staff there will now be tested daily. Globally, the numbers are at 3.3 million cases with 240,000 deaths. Head to the Squiz Today email for more COVID-19 updates, including developments in both the NRL and AFL competition start dates. Over to international news and shots have been fired between North and South Korea, Claire. There's no reports of injuries. It happened a day after North Korean leader Kim Jong-un was at an official event opening, a fertiliser factory. He's been absent from public life for about three weeks. 
World News has had that Where's Wally kind of chase of mm. Kim Jong-un for quite a few days now and South Korea says it now believes that he didn't have surgery, that perhaps it really was a way for him to get away from coronavirus outbreaks, perhaps closer to home. Lots of speculation though still about what all of that means. But yeah, international relations experts believe that that incident might have been an accident, uh, that there wasn't anything really intended by it but it does go to highlight the ongoing tensions there. And over in the US, Democrat presidential candidate Joe Biden has formally denied a former aide's claims he sexually assaulted her 27 years ago. This is something that's been bubbling away for several weeks now. And in fact, it was last year that some uh, women came forward to say that he had inappropriately touched them, whether that was their hair or their shoulders or just getting a bit too up close and feely. But former staffer Tara Reid has made some very strong claims that back in 1993, he pushed her against a wall and assaulted her in quite an aggressive attack. Commentators are saying that this is a really big crisis in his campaign. Of course, that presidential uh, race is on now. They're within six months of election day. Back home now, and the Australian Red Cross and the Salvation Army have come under fire for not distributing bushfire donations quickly enough. The Red Cross has distributed about 78 of $200 million, while the Salvos have handed out about 19 of the nearly $41 million donated to them. The Red Cross says the issue for them has been that there's been a number of fraudulent claims made on that fundraising money, so it's had to really slow down and go through each claim to make sure that it's going towards people who really need it. The Salvation Army says that it's taking a slower approach and really going to be in it for the long haul as it distributes funds uh, over a longer period of time. And of course, there's a focus this week on Celeste Barber's fundraising effort. You'll remember that she raised almost $52 million for the Rural Fire Service in New South Mm. Wales. She wants funds to go to things beyond the trust uh, for the Rural Fire Service for which those funds were raised, so it has to go to court to have those restrictions lifted. More to come on that one. A state memorial service for the four police officers killed in a crash while impounding a Porsche in Melbourne will take place once restrictions are lifted. In the meantime, police officers paid tribute to Constable Glenn Humphreys as his funeral convoy travelled the 10 hours from Melbourne to Gosford over the weekend. He comes from New South Wales, so left Melbourne on Saturday uh, and a very touching tribute to him with police officers coming out, standing at the side of the road, uh, gathering on overpasses on that freeway as that hearse went from Melbourne northwards. The police commissioner for Victoria, Graham Ashton, said that he'd never seen anything like it before. Truck driver Mahinda Singh has been charged with culpable driving causing the deaths of the four police officers. He's put out a statement through his lawyers saying he's genuinely sorry and saddened about their deaths. Wrapping up now, and this is one for the Parks and Recs fans, they've put out a special COVID-19 episode. We can't see it here in Australia Ah, yet, which is so frustrating. (laughs) But in the meantime, you can get onto YouTube. There's a link in the email um, to Andy's tribute to little Sebastian. If you're a Parks and Recreation fan, you'll know exactly what that means. 
And there have been a lot of things cancelled due to coronavirus, the Met Gala for one. If you're a fashion fan, check out the link to the Met Gala challenge in the Squiz Today email. Also cancelled was the Kentucky Derby, the famous horse race, but not the Kentucky Turtle Derby, Claire. Larissa, I got right into this. <laughs> I, I, spent, I bet you did. <laughs> I spent way more time researching and looking at the Kentucky Turtle Derby than was really advisable <laughs> 75 years ago. Uh, off the back of World War Two, the Kentucky Derby was cancelled and they ran a, a turtle derby. So it's the resurrection of an old race. They had even the official race caller of the Kentucky Derby <laughs> calling it. They had the bugler who calls them to the race actually bugle it. It was quite a thing. And what's the subject line today? Very old 1970s track. Um, you run too fast, you fly too high. Really wasn't an issue for the turtle derby, but it made me think of that. Oh, we have to make do with what we can in these strange COVID-19 times. <laughs> I think that's all from us. If you are enjoying the Squiz Today podcast, we'd love it if you could leave us a review. Other than that, have a good Monday and we will talk to you tomorrow. The Squiz is a free weekday email and podcast where your shortcut to being informed. Sign up at thesquiz.com.au. A message now from our podcast partner, BHP. The steel made from iron ore plays an important role in providing the production of our energy infrastructure, from wind turbines to power poles. So cutting carbon emissions in iron ore production is key. It's why BHP has committed to a solar and battery agreement to help power its port facilities at Port Headland. It's happening now at BHP.